This is your coffee break. Hey friends, today we're talking to Mark Messick, who is the author of 11 books. The, I, well, I, I don't want to like steal your thunder, but you're also <laughs> launching a class online, correct? A webinar? Uh, Web it, class? It's actually a video course. Video course? Yeah. yeah. See, the stealing thunder. And all this, all this wonderful success, he is 16 years old. I, I don't know if that's like what people usually lead with with you, probably. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so Mark, uh, Also, uh, yeah. another fun thing is I know how to pick handcuffs with a uh, paperclip. So, you know, sometimes people lead with that. Well, we'll lead with both of those today. It just depends on the type of podcast. <laughs> that's for this juvenile delinquent podcast. Mark, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Can you start by just giving us a little bit of your background? I'm just so fascinated with your story. Yeah, so when I was about 10 years old, um, our family decided to move across the country. Uh, but it was going to be kind of a weird move, like we'd have to be in a rental house for a couple of months and then move to another house and do just a couple of extended moves over, I think it was like a six to eight month period. And so my parents decided that rather than try to transfer me to like four different schools during a school year, just to start homeschool. Um, and I was actually opposed to the idea. I really liked my circle of friends. They liked all the same video games as me, you know. <laughs> yeah. Life was good, right? But th they convinced me to start homeschool. So I did, and pretty much uh, as soon as that happened, within the first couple of months, I just instantly started figuring out all sorts of different things about myself and exploring my passions. And I really kind of grew into my own person before who I was was really based a lot on who my friends were. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I didn't have that kind of social pressure, I found out a lot of stuff about myself. Um, and one of the biggest things is I found that I really loved to write. And so I would just write, you know, like all day for fun. As soon as I got done with my school and chores and stuff, I'd be writing for like six hours. <laughs> and I, I mean, it was just all horrible stuff. But I, you know, I loved it. And I was convinced that someday I would be a best selling author. And then I just, you know, things grew from there. And then when I was 13, I found out that I could self-publish on Amazon for free. So I did that. And uh, my first book sold really horribly. <laughs> I think I made like a dollar and five cents in the first month. But over the next two years or so, I explored a lot of different marketing techniques and kept learning and experimenting. And uh, now I'm, you know, 16. So six years later, I've got 11 books that are published. I, I've written quite a few more, but 11 that are out there right now. And, you know, I, I can't complain. Things are going pretty good. That sounds awesome. You are you are literally living the dream, I think. Do you get that a lot, too? Um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Something that you don't tell people a lot. Any other, like, fun facts that... Well, we already talked about my handcuff picking abilities. Those are... that That's pretty important, I think. How did, how did you um, pick that up? Uh, I actually wrote a blog post about it a little while back. But basically, I just wanted to... It, it seemed like something that was kind of impossible. Like, you know, they do it in spy movies, so mm -hmm. obviously it's not real. So I, I just wanted to see if I could kind of prove to myself that I could do something that was impossible. And I, I figured it out, so... Um, I, I don't know. I, it was just like a fun little side hobby. I, I like to force myself to do hard things just to, I don't know, kind of prove to myself that I can do them. So that, that was one of those instances. So tell me a little bit more. I'm very interested in possibility. You talked about wanting to do something that was really hard or impossible. And you've done a lot of really cool things that a lot of people do believe are impossible, publishing a book for one. Tell me a little bit more about what remains possible or impossible for you. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I really um, believe that most people can do most anything. 
I, I really think that uh, lots of people that they, they kind of fall into these uh, I don't know patterns of thinkings or their social groups or just their way of life kind of convinces them that this is who they are and because this is who they are they can't do this and so that there's certain things that they can and can't do and that's just kind of you know something that people grow up with you know I I can do this but I can't do this because you know this is who I am um, but. I, I think that that's not really true. I think people, uh, a lot of it is just kind of, uh, I, I don't know, it, it's all in their head. They don't really believe in themselves enough. And, and I know that that does also sound kind of cliche. <laughs> but really, I think uh, if you're determined enough to do something, I think you can find a way to do it. But that is probably the most important key element is just how bad you want this thing, whatever it is. And if you really do want it bad enough, I mean, humans are amazing. If you think of where we started and where we are now, I mean, we've done so many amazing things. And, uh, you, you know, all of those great historical figures, there's really not that much different between them and you. You know, there's not like some magic formula that they put, you know, in their meals every morning. <laughs> they're the same people as us. You, you know, the, their daily lives are the same. They just choose to do different things. If you want something bad enough, you can do something just as incredible as, you know, Einstein or the Wright brothers or, you know, anybody. I love that point of view. And it's something that I, I believe myself. There's just so much possibility in the world and we just don't even know how to how to grab hold of it. For you, what, what first gave you the inkling that these things could be possible? I don't know. That's a good question. I guess the number one reason that I am where I am today is because I was super naive. <laughs> I what? just really, <laughs> I didn't understand anything about how publishing worked or anything. If I knew how hard it was, I probably wouldn't have even tried it. But because I didn't know anything, I just went for it. And it was really hard, but I, I don't know. I, I just always believed that I could do it, probably because I didn't know how, how hard it would actually be. You know, publishing definitely isn't something that's easy. It took me, you know, two years before I had my first really good month. But because I wasn't really anticipating that, I just always believed that I was capable of doing this. And it seemed like kind of an easy thing to me, even though it wasn't. I, I, I don't know if that makes sense. But the reason I'm successful is because uh, I was naive. <laughs> I think you hit a really true chord there. You know, often the biggest thing that gets in our way is our own perception and our own perception of what we can do, what's possible. And, and we think so little of ourselves. And I really love that you stepped out of that and, and kind of embraced something bigger. I want to go back to something you said just a second ago. And by a second, I mean a couple minutes. You talked about identity as being something that was important in breaking barriers and accomplishing things. And I, I remember that you mentioned that when you got away from sort of school friends, your identity changed a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I would love to say that, you know, I am who I am because of me. Like, I don't rely on anybody else that I'm completely... Uh, you know, emotionally secure on my own. and But really, I, I can't say that because we rely on other people a lot. And one of the big ways that that affects us is the people that we associate with change who we are. And uh, in some ways, that's uh, that's kind of scary to think about. Like if you hang around the wrong people, it will completely change who you are. But, you know, the opposite is also true. If you hang around the right people, I, I think you'll become a better person because of that. I think you're exactly right. I was just reading something. I don't remember if it was a Seth Godin book or, or what it was, but the top five people that you hang out with, that's who you become. Yeah. yeah. You're churning out books. You're starting courses. Are you still kind of doing the homeschooling stuff? I mean, what is what does a day look like for you? I, I don't know. I'm always kind of uh, changing things and playing with uh, new ideas and tweaking my schedule a lot. Um, but I've settled into a pretty good routine. 
I don't have, I, I used to be super thorough and outline, you know, to the minute what I would be doing when I'd be doing it. But now it's a lot looser. I have my mornings pretty well structured. And then after that, well, one thing that's really helped me in the last couple of months is just letting the afternoons be for me, you know, mm -hmm. just whatever I want. It doesn't have to be productive. Well, one thing that, that I've kind of found is that the harder I work, the more stress that I get and the less I actually get done. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> taking time to just do, you know, whatever the heck I want helps me be more productive. So I, I have mornings as my productive time and afternoons is just my whatever the heck time. That and that, that's really helped me kind of strike a nice balance to make sure that, you know, I still get stuff done, but I also don't get stressed out. So what do you do for fun? You mentioned video games earlier. Any like favorites or is that kind of a thing of the past so, or th th that was something that I entirely did in public school because my public school friends liked it as soon as I uh, kind of started my own life separate from them um, I found out that for me personally I actually don't even enjoy video games that much so I, I honestly don't play them at all anymore I don't have any on my computer or my phone it's not really something I'm just interested in as for other hobbies, I, I like to kind of mix it up and try a lot of new things. I, I mean, I like reading and writing and, you, you know, a, a couple of those core things that I would associate with me and who I am. But other than that, I just like to do just a lot of random stuff. I like to play lots of games with my siblings outside and just, you know, mess around. That is awesome. What do you like to read? Is it very similar to the stuff that you write? Is it completely different? I like to read a variety of things. I don't like to just settle into one niche and only read that. Um, I, I like to read all sorts of different things all the time. You know, if you go and look on any of my bookshelves or my Kindle, you'll see all sorts of different subjects. And, uh, you, you know, right now, I, I try to always be in the middle of at least one nonfiction book and one fiction book um, because I, I think, uh, well, I, I like to read nonfiction because I can learn a lot from it and I also write nonfiction. And you probably talked about this on the podcast before, but reading, you know, on the same subject as you write, you know, it can really help. Mm -hmm. So I like to do that, but I also like to read just all sorts of different things to, I, I don't know, just activate my brain and keep me thinking about new things. And uh, I, I really like reading fiction because it relaxes me and, uh, you, you know, it takes me somewhere else. And, uh, you, you know, it's just a nice way to balance things out and get away from the real world for a little bit. Agree. What kind of, what, what are you reading right now on your fiction list? Right now I'm in the middle of uh, Jack Reacher, number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Child. I, yeah. I, I really, really like those books. What do you love about writing? I don't know. Writing is just... I love creating something new that wasn't there before. It's mine. You know, I own it and I created it. And uh, just expressing um, beliefs and ideas and different things, it, it's just really fascinating to me how combining words in different ways, you can do so much with that and affect so many people in so many different ways. You've written 11 books. Do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah, so I really like uh, a book that I wrote I think it was about almost exactly a year ago. It's called How Bad Do You Want It? That book really just helped a lot of things click for me. Usually when I write books, you know, I always learn new things about myself. And I, I learned so much. Um, sometimes I think that I learn more writing books than people do reading them. But um, this <laughs> yeah. book in particular, I just really learned a lot about myself and how people work. And uh, it really helped me understand how to get what I want. Um, and how to make sure that I'm, you know, the best person I can be. It, it really changed me in a lot of different ways. And it, it was kind of funny. It was actually this book um, about success and getting success that was the first one that was really majorly successful. Really? And uh, 
yeah, so I, I obviously liked it because of that too. Tell me more about what success means to you. So in my opinion, I think the most important form of success is to have a life that's perfectly balanced, you know, different areas of life and how they all affect each other. And I think finding a way to balance all those different areas of life and make sure that they all work together um, and you're not favoring one over the other, but you're treating all the parts of your life the same and giving uh, attention to each one. And then they'll all in turn help you out. Um, and I, I used to be terribly unbalanced. You know, I'd focus either all on my business or I'd focus all on my education. And, you know, when you do that, you let relationships go. You let your uh, the, the physical side of things go. That I think the best way to be successful is to make sure that you're successful, um, even if it's just in small ways in all the areas of your life, rather than just majorly successful in one. Do you think it's possible for most people to do that? You know, I, I honestly think that... <laughs> It's probably not the most possible thing. And, I, you know, I'm definitely not perfect at it either. But I think it's important to have something to strive for, even if it's not necessarily super attainable, especially all the time. Um, it's something, you know, maybe you'll have one day that's perfectly balanced. And, you know, you work out and you work on your business and you learn something and, you know, you, you do all these different things. You might be able to do that for one day. But, um, you, you know, I, I think for most people in their daily lives, it's not something that's super possible. But I having that um, this kind of goal in mind, it doesn't necessarily make my life perfect, but it does make it better. I agree. And uh, I, honestly, though, I, I wouldn't necessarily want um, a perfect life where everything is perfect all the time, because I think um, the person that I am today, um, a lot of the things that I really like about myself, I gained those, um, I guess, character attributes during the hard times. Um, so I, I think, you know, going back to balance, having mm -hmm. a balance of, you know, good days and bad days really helps create a better person all around. I appreciate that answer. You talked a little about the hard times and what has been probably the most significant roadblock to you so far? Well, so the, there's probably two specifically, um, you know, in my business life, i um, related to, to my writing. A big struggle was before I was successful with my writing, and I published all of these books and nobody was reading them. And the people that would read them would leave negative reviews. Oh. You know, it, it was just, I, I always believed that I could become a best-selling author and that didn't really change it. But the fact that it was so much harder than I anticipated, mm -hmm. it, it was, it was definitely a hard time because I was putting, you know, so much time and effort into this and wasn't really seeing any results. Um, so that was hard. And then after I was a little bit more successful with my writing and, you know, lots of people were reading my books and liking them. A big struggle was keeping the ball rolling, keeping that motivation going and continuing to produce quality content that people liked and not getting burned out. And uh, I, I was trying to write a book a month and, uh, you know, my, my books are shorter. They're typically 60 to 100 pages so that they're not that long. But still, even doing a, you know, 75 page book a month, it was difficult. Um, it, it was doable, but it was difficult to the point that I eventually got burned out. I had to take a five-month break from writing um, just to kind of recover and get back into the zone. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, well, that through that experience, I you know kind of learned more about kind of the art of balance like we've been talking about and making sure that I don't put too much my time into just my business. But so the, those have probably been the two biggest struggles um, in my business is just first finding how to get people to read my books and like them and then uh, not getting burned out. Very, very true. I like that you talk about yourself as a business. And, and I don't know if that's something that a whole lot of writers do. Um, what made you make that distinction? 
I, I don't know. I, I guess uh, before I was a published author, I would always consider myself as, you know, a writer, mm-hmm. um, you know, a writer or an author. But then after I started publishing and I found out that writing is definitely important. Um, you, you know, if you don't write a book, it's hard to sell a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but really, the, the key to being successful with writing, and in this context, success means getting a lot of people to read your books. In order to be successful, you, I think even more important than being a good writer is being a good marketer. Because mm-hmm. if you treat your books like a business, even though it's uh, just kind of a little shift in your head, mm-hmm. that little shift in mindset really changed a lot for me. Um, because then when you start thinking of it as a business, it's a lot easier to uh, make decisions and kind of figure out how to sell your books to other people. Because um, so many authors are so close to their work that, that they're like, you know, it's amazing. People should just inherently know that, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. so that they're going to buy it. They're just going to, you know, throw money at my books and everyone's going to buy it because they're awesome, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't matter how awesome your book is. If you can't figure out a way to portray that to potential buyers in a way that they'll connect with, then nobody will ever buy your books. How did you learn this stuff? Like, do you have a mentor or did you just read a lot? Um, <laughs> three years of trial and error. I, I mean, I, and three years, it's not even that long. But, you know, as a 16-year-old, it kind of is that long. Yes, it is. Um, (laughs) It's long for anybody. And really for at least two of those three years, um, this business was the main part of my life. Like Mm -hmm. I would just put all of my time into it. And, you know, eventually, like we talked about, that had major drawbacks. Mm -hmm. But during those two years where I just poured everything I had into this, I was always reading. I was always experimenting um, with different techniques that I'd read about. I was tracking the results, figuring out what worked and what didn't. And, uh... You know, I, I think it's just really a lot of trial and error. I, there's definitely some parts of marketing that can be taught, but a lot of uh, marketing, I, I think it's a skill that you just have to um, learn through experience and just go out there and do it. You know, no matter how much you read, um, there's only things that you can learn by actually doing it. I feel like that you, it, it feels to me like you take that approach with a lot of what you do, not just marketing. Well, like we've already talked about, I, I like to take what, what I learn um, in any area of my life and apply it to the rest of them. So, you, you know, different strategies and things that I've learned in marketing, by tweaking that a little bit, I figured out that I can apply those same strategies to the rest of my life. So I, I definitely I agree with that. I like to kind of <laughs> use everything for everything. It's a good way to go. Hey, tell me a little bit about uh, the course that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, so this course, uh, you, you can find it at booksalesdoctor.com. Uh, I, I was getting a lot of questions from other authors. You know, they knew I was 16. They knew that my books were selling pretty well, and they couldn't figure out why or how. You know, 16-year-olds aren't supposed to be successful. You know, that that's uh, <laughs> just the way the world works. Um, that's kind of rude, so though, getting... to assume that, like, you couldn't do it. Like, is being 16 a huge barrier? I don't know. Well, I, I, actually, uh, it was kind of funny. In one of the, the self-publishing forums that I'm a part of, a bunch of people were calling me a liar and a scam artist and saying that I wasn't really 16 and that I was faking the whole thing and uh, that I mm. copied and pasted my books and <laughs> all sorts of random crap. So I, I don't know. I, I think in some ways it kind of scares people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I was getting a lot of people that were just asking me how I did it. And uh, I was getting a lot of requests for uh, you know private coaching and things like that. And so I tried private coaching for a little while, but I found out that it takes a lot of time. So I decided to take what I knew and just put everything I could ever possibly teach into a video course. And so that this course, it has uh, 20 core videos and then a bunch of bonus content and things like that. 
Um, but the 20 core videos, like they cover everything I could ever possibly teach you about marketing. Um, it doesn't talk about writing or publishing so much, but it does talk about marketing. You, you know, like I said, everything I could ever teach you is step by step how I got from where I was, you know, making a dollar and five cents a month to where I, I eventually got to making $4,000 a month. And uh, I, I really tried to make sure that um, e even though everything in there I learned from my own personal experience, I provide ways so that you can apply it to your own books, regardless if you're a nonfiction author or a fiction author. It, it should apply to everybody. And I give lots of uh, different examples of how you can customize things and tweak things to make it apply to any book. You know, I've gotten really good feedback from both nonfiction and fiction authors saying that it works all across the board. So did you have fun producing these? Did you produce these at home? Did you go through like a production company or? I didn't do them at home, but my dad has an office. He, he runs his own business. So maybe I get some of my entrepreneur mindedness from him. <laughs> uh, but so I, I just went to his office when he wasn't there and recorded them. So that it'll be a little bit quieter um, than at home where I have seven siblings it's been a really fun experience to get this out there. It's also been really challenging. I've been working on it for like six months. And for those six months, I, I haven't done like barely any writing. I'm just all putting all my time into this. But, you know, it's finally out there. It's ready to go. And uh, normally it costs $297. But uh, right now I'm running a special promotion where if you use the uh, discount code, you should be writing, then they can, uh, anybody that wants to, can get the course for $99. You should be writing is the code. So uh, th there you go. Dude, awesome. I will definitely be linking to this. Again, Is it a, it's at booksalesdoctor.com. Where do you see yourself in like five or 10 more years? Well, so I, I do get this question a lot and I'm gonna tell you the same thing that I tell everyone is right. I honestly have no idea because I, I'm just so excited. You know, there's so many different things that I can try and I, I honestly have no idea. I, I could continue writing. I could start my own business. There's just so many things um, that can change. But I definitely think I'll be trying a lot of new things. I, I don't like to stick with any one thing for too long. I've been doing this, uh, my, my specific series of books that I'm working on. I've been working on it for about a year and a half now. And uh, I, I think I might continue it for another year or so. But after that, I think I'll move on to something else. So uh, really, I, I can't tell you, but I think the, the future is exciting. You know, there's a lot of uh, potential out there. It really is. One final question for you. I feel that a lot of things are very interesting to you. What is the most interesting thing to you right now? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think probably the most interesting thing is trying to figure out how to make my life better in ways that can also be applied to other people. So I, mm -hmm. I am, you know, a self-help author, so... That this is something that, that I thought about for a while. But in the past couple of months, I've just really been thinking about a lot about just simple changes that people can make that can improve their life as a whole. And so I, I've just been trying to think of, you know, little changes that people can make that can have such huge impacts over time. And, you know, life is hard, but I think life can be a lot better just by doing a couple of, you know, really simple, small things every day. Mark, this has been absolutely wonderful. So thank you for reaching out to be on the Right Now podcast. I really appreciate it. For sure. It's been a blast being here. It was really nice to meet you. And, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, if, if I could reach through the computer and meet all of your podcast uh, listeners, that they'd all be great people, too. So it's been a great experience. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm.